Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as we know, the world's not all sunshine and rainbows. As Rocky says, it'll be a mean, nasty, ugly place that'll beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. However, that's where I come in, the Kickin' Life Guru. When life kicks your butt, when life knocks you down, as we know it's going to, I'm here to motivate you, to empower you, to inspire you, and kick you back up so you can live your best kickin' life. So saddle up, here we go. Kicking lifers out there. How are you today? Hopefully, you're having a fantastic day. Master Grogan coming at you again with another exciting Kicking Life podcast. Hey, as always, folks, if you haven't checked out the previous podcast, make sure you do so, of course, after you listen to this one, and then share it with your friends because, you know, our whole goal here is to create as much positivity, as much uh, positive mental attitude, and good empowerment, inspiring motivation. Yes, to make, not help. We're going to help, but we're going to make it, baby. We're going to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And that's kind of our mission at the Martial Arts Academy, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. My personal mission, you know, as Master Grogan, is to do that, to empower as many people, kids and adults, to believe in themselves, to stand up to bullying, and show respect, not only to themselves, but show respect to others. Yeah? But here's the thing on that, folks. You've got to respect yourself first in order to respect others. I mean, oftentimes you'll see uh, kids or even adults, and and it's like, man, they have no respect. Oh, where's respect gone? Respect has gone out the window. We hear it all. I mean, we say it all. I mean, oftentimes I've been guilty of saying the same thing. Well, here's the deal. If there's no respect for yourself, these kids and adults that don't show much respect, there's a pretty good chance, I'm talking a high percentage chance, that they have very little, if any, respect for themselves. None. And you can kind of see that in their attitude, the way they carry themselves. And as we know with bullying, bullying, it's, it's an insecurity inside. And the bullies, in their mind, if they're able to uh, over-empower or to belittle or put somebody else down, then that's going to make them feel better about themselves. Now, truly, it doesn't. I mean, it may be a temporary satisfaction for them, but they're trying to cover up for some pain that they have because maybe they've been bullied. Maybe they're being bullied right now. We never know what's going on. It doesn't excuse it by any means at all. But it gets back to the fact about respect. And then I say respect yourself, and that ties right into a lot of times, and I've been plenty guilty of this on social media there, somebody will say something negative, and I want to jump right through the screen there and just clock them one. Bang, be respectful. <laughs> you know. But here, here's the deal, and I, I'm sure we've all at some point in time felt that way. Sometimes I feel that way a little more than I probably should. That's kind of the fighter instinct in me coming out. You know, I was kind of born a fighter and just throughout life. I'm trying to find a better way now, and that's why I've got the show here to try and uh, help others, empower others to learn through my failures, to learn through my successes, so you can grow and be your best person. I can never be you. You can never be me, but we can learn from each other and continue to grow. And that's what I mean about sharing this message and sharing this podcast and sharing the positivity and the love and the happiness and joy because there's truly not enough out there. But we've all got it in our hearts, especially the folks listening to this show. So we're going to share that to make our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So back to the respect for yourself. Think about this. If I spend or you spend time arguing with somebody on social media, trying to get back at that person that disrespected you, you're spending time on that. Not only are you spending time engaged in the battle, but think about how much time you spend before, 
how much time you spend during, and then how much time you spend afterwards reflecting on it. You got all that time gathered up? Now, all that time you just spent, think about that. You took, we'll, we'll just say you've got a, a, a cash reserve of time, all right? We're going to put it in money terms because, you know, a lot of times we, we, we think of time. Oh, we got all the time in the world. But sometimes money is like, whoa, money. You have just spent, we'll, we'll say, $1,000, bang, on this person or this problem uh, with somebody you can't even see on social media or somebody that disrespected you, somebody that ticked you off in some way, shape, or form. You just spent $1,000 on that argument, okay? Now, here's the deal. You could have taken that $1,000 and taking a vacation with your kids. But yet, you chose to spend that $1,000 arguing with some knucklehead on social media. And I know what you're saying. Well, I would never pay for that. I would never pay for this. I would never. Oh, that, that's ridiculous. What, what, what sense does that make? Well, your time is far more valuable than any dollar amount. You can never buy more time. You can always make more money. I know it seems like oftentimes it comes time to pay bills, we don't have enough, right? <laughs> and he's like, well, dang, I wish I could make some more money. Well, you can, but you can't ever make more time. You can't buy more time. So time is more sacred. It's more valuable than money. But if you just spent equivalent of $1,000 arguing with some knucklehead with the time before, the frustration you had, the frustration you had while you're engaging in combat with them, and then afterwards, the reflection time when you're thinking about it and you're saying something like, I can't believe that son of a gun. Oh, my gosh, it makes me so angry. It makes me so mad. Well, you're continuing to digest that poison, if you will, of that argument. And you continue to throw money, something more valuable, money, time toward this. So my whole point is, if I spend time on this, I'm taking time away from this. If I spend time arguing on social media, I'm taking time away from that. It could be spent with my family, my friends, my loved ones, doing something to help someone else, doing something to help myself, going to the gym, exercising, preparing the meals for tomorrow, spending time watching a movie or reading a book with my kids. It's one or the other. I say this because I have been so guilty of wasting time on nonsense. And I look and suddenly my kids are 18. 15 and nine years old. How in the world did that happen? Yeah. And my beautiful wife, you know, and, and she goes along helping out in this. I'm like, you know what? I could have spent time just talking to her. I could have spent time going out on a date. Could have spent time just doing something, you know, having a cup of coffee with her. But instead, I spent that time on some knucklehead. Think about that. Does that burn a little bit? It stings me right now saying it. But why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Because I'm sure there's millions of others out there that are guilty of doing the same doggone thing. And it's not that we don't think or don't realize we have a choice, but oftentimes we just, it, it just snap. It happens. And we're, 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 you know, I'll get on Facebook for 10 minutes and it's an hour. So anyway, I want to start the show off with that. That's actually, I, I, I want to talk about other things with the show today. I got some exciting stuff that happened uh, just yesterday I want to definitely share with you. But I want to start off with that because it leads into what I got to experience yesterday, which was fantastic. So in closing, I want you to think about that. Would you spend $1,000 or more just on wasting it, just throwing it away? Or would you rather spend that $1,000 on your family? Yeah. So think, same thing, think of time. Time is far more sacred. You wouldn't want to waste, uh, you, you, well, we do, but if you think of it in terms of I'm just wasting time here that I'm never getting back, arguing, or over here, I'm spending time with my family, my loved ones, my friends, 
I'm doing stuff that makes me a better person. Professor Brandon Beliso, a good personal friend, good mentor, he's got a little saying. He calls it love, block, and delete on social media. God says we're supposed to love everybody, and we should. But we also need to love ourselves enough to block and delete these negative influences in our life so they're not sucking our time away. They're not stealing our most precious gift, time. Spend that time wisely. There you go, folks. How's that? Bang! Right hook of reality. All right. So anyway, like I said, that wasn't <laughs> – went a little longer on that than I wanted. But uh, Oh, speaking of which, uh, starting uh, Friday, starting this coming Friday, we're going to have little 10-minute – five to 10 minute quick hitters of just helpful information to kind of get you started, get you through the weekend, just short little kick in life, right hooks of reality, just to set the stage for the weekend. So you can go back and uh, on Fridays, those will air and you can listen to those, you know, short little segments just to get you through. This show usually airs on Monday. Uh, That may change in the near future, but for right now it airs on Mondays, the new episodes. And then the little quick hitters will uh, air on Fridays just to get you through the weekend. So a little tease on this one we just recorded that we're on Friday is um, uh, knowledge will give you power, but character will give you respect. And that's from Bruce Lee. So I spoke about seven minutes just on that, driving that point home. So make sure you look for that one. Okay, so today's show. So today's show is all about you're rewarded in public for what you do in private. I'll say it again. You're rewarded in public for what you do in private. So, and and I'm sure we've all, and, I, and once again, I keep always summarizing, saying I'm sure we all, I shouldn't say that. I know I have, and I'm certain that there's <laughs> possibly millions of others out there that have done this as well. But uh, the passage says, and this is from our friends at the Daily Lion. Uh, the book's called The Daily Lion. It's from Become the Lion, Motivations to Reach the Top. And I used to quote these all the time on earlier podcasts, and I don't, I'm not sure what, if I let somebody borrow my book, but I wasn't able to find it, and then suddenly it appeared on my bookshelf <laughs> the other day. So uh, usually I'm pretty good about it. If somebody borrows a book, I consider these books just uh, priceless jewels. I'll write a little sticky note saying, uh, uh, so-and-so has my book, and I put a date on there to know how long they've had it so I get it back. But anyway, um, something must have been overlooked there. I don't know. But Anyway, back to it, and I've talked before. I'm going to have to get a hold of these gentlemen from the Become the Lion, fantastic guys, and have them on the podcast in the very near future. But this quote, you're rewarded in public for what you do in private. And it goes on to say, have you ever found yourself saying, look at that successful person. Boy, I wish I could be like them. I wish I could do that. What people, most people don't understand is in order to achieve what they've achieved or become as successful as they've become, they have had hours and hours and, I mean, years and possibly decades, lifetimes of working or practicing or preparing in private just to be rewarded in public. Case in point, yesterday, here in St. Louis, Missouri, we've got the PGA Championship. It's at Belle Reve uh, uh, Country Club in St. Louis, Missouri. And this is with all the golfers. I'm talking to the greatest golfers in the world, you know, Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. Uh, uh, who was the other guy? Oh my gosh! Uh, why in the world am I stuck here? I, I guess I'm like I don't know, Ricky Fowler. All these there it goes. I was just getting excited with having all these names bombarded in my head. Boom, 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 boom. You know, Justin Spieth. All these guys were there, and we had a chance to go. My brother-in-law, who's been on the show before, is a golf pro. Uh, Noah Vineyard. Special shout out to Noah. Thank you, buddy, for getting me uh, tickets and uh, getting me into this hospitality suite. And who I met yesterday. I know I'm getting all excited here, folks. Yeah. I met my childhood idol. 
I grew up idolizing this guy. And I, I know it's as a kid, I wanted to be this guy. He was a shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals. I wore his number, and I got a chance to talk to him yesterday. It was fantastic. I wore his number through high school. Even as an adult playing softball, I wore the number one. Anybody know who it is? The Wizard? Yes, Ozzie Smith. Oh! <laughs> I got a chance to meet Ozzie Smith yesterday, and I let him know that. I said, oh, my gosh. I said, because of you, number one was my number throughout and I played step ball all the time because I know that's what Ozzy did, and then wall ball, and, and a lot of times growing up on the farm there, uh, I would just have to kind of play catch with myself because I didn't have a lot of friends uh, on the island there where I grew up to play ball with. Anyway, got a chance to chat with him. Wonderful human being. Oh, my gosh. Just just a wonderful, wonderful man. And he's doing so much for uh, kids and youth. So I talked to him about what we do with the Martial Arts Academy and the podcast and a few other things. And, you know, if uh, we're able to make things work in the near future, I'd love to have him on the podcast. But so I had a few people comment, oh, man, that's uh, you're lucky you, lucky you, lucky you. And, and they're right, lucky me. But then I thought, you know, I probably would have said that, too. And have a little bit of envy there that, you know, somebody else got to meet Ozzie Smith because I've had that in the past. But here's the deal. It goes right to this quote here. You're rewarded in public for what you do in private. All the private uh, uh, things I've done with the Facebook videos, the video lives, the video blogs, writing the blogs, you know, in the practice and preparation. And then Noah, you know, with him and his golf, all, everything he did in the past to get his degree to become a PGA professional. You know, all these things are in the, in the, in, in the private, but working together they allowed me to be in the situation to be at the PGA uh, Championship, this tour event, and a chance to meet Ozzie Smith by putting myself out there. So my, my, I guess my, the whole point of this is if I just sit at home and do nothing, there's not a very good chance that Ozzie Smith is just going to come to my house, right? <laughs> but maybe putting myself out there going to this event, but setting everything up in the background and uh, meeting all the people I've met in the background to put me in situations to be there for that, that is what led to that. So what does this have to do with you? What does this have to do with the show? Well, oftentimes I hear, well, even on the bus ride to the PGA Tour event, because you had to park like half an hour away and then a shuttle bus to get there, countless people. And I've, I've heard this a lot. Oh, man, don't you wish you could do that? Don't you wish you could be a golfer? Don't you wish you could be a professional golfer? All you have to do is come out and golf a few rounds and you get paid millions of dollars. Now, people are intelligent. People know that's not all that happens and that's not all that goes into it. But yet we say those things. And I've been guilty of saying those things and agreeing right along. Oh, yeah, man, wouldn't that be great? Well, the truth is I enjoy golf, and I'd enjoy if I, I I need to play more. I just need to do a better job of prioritizing my schedule so I have that time. But, the, well, time. Don't waste time arguing with somebody on social media, right? <laughs> Free up that time. But the truth is, would I really want to do what those golf pros do? Some of those guys have been there for two weeks, spending over an hour a day on each hole, as many holes as they can get in, you know, within the timeline of the, you know, the day, working on chipping, working on putting, working on reading the greens and the fairways, analyzing, and then practicing, hitting, some of them hit 100 balls, a, uh, uh, 100 balls per club a day. So if there's 13 clubs in your bag, you're hitting 1,300 balls. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. All that preparation, 
and then you go into it, and now you've got to perform in front of hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people watching on TV. Do you still want to do what they do? I say that because at, on the surface, it looks like, man, wouldn't that be great get paid millions of dollars? It would be, yeah. But here's the deal. Their caddies get 10%. Their sponsorships get 10%. And whoever else gets 10%. And then they get taxed on that. All that dwindles away. Now, that's only the millions of dollars if you're the top winner. The other 150 or 149 golfers that don't finish first, what do they get? They get a smaller percentage. And the guys that don't even make the cut, and what the cut is for the, those that maybe not be golf fans, you, you start the round, the, it's four days. Thursday and Friday are the qualifying rounds, 18 holes of golf. And whoever makes the cut gets to play Saturday and Sunday for the money. Now, if you make the cut, you're automatically in the money. But obviously, the, the better you finish, the more money you get. But if you don't make the cut, regardless how much time and effort and energy you put into it, you get nothing, zero dollars. And if you don't make the cut enough, your sponsors drop you. And then what kind of caddy are you going to have? Because the caddy's not going to want to work with you if he doesn't make any money, right? So it gets right back to this. And how's this tie into you folks? I'm going to get to that in just a second here. You're rewarded in public for what you do in private. If you work on being the very best you in whatever capacity that is, you work on self-education, reading, watching webinars, attending conferences, listening to positive motivational podcasts, doing something to help you become your very best in any area that you want to be your best at. You know, it's been said by uh, Warren Buffett, if you would spend an hour a day, you know what, I even cut it back. How about a half an hour a day? Every day, working on your chosen field, your God-given talent, if you put in that time, within two years, you'll have more knowledge, more knowledge than anyone that's coming out of the highest university because you're focusing on your gift. Now, that sounds, well, so simple, why aren't more people doing it? It's because it is so simple. And I was guilty, too, of thinking you need this magic formula. You don't. You just need those simple little steps. But you got to do it consistently. You got to have that daily discipline to do it. And that, that is the work in private I'm talking about. That is putting in the time. And that is how you get rewarded in public. And some of, some of us, you know, you, you, you don't crave the reward in public. Like my wife, who runs pretty much 100% of the Martial Arts Academy now. I work with the instructors and the curriculum design and things of that nature. But she handles all the administrative duties. She is perfectly content being behind the scenes. She doesn't need the praise and the reward. Now, I'm sure to thank her and tell her I love her and I'm so grateful and appreciative. <laughs> she, uh, she definitely enjoys that and craves that. But she doesn't need the, to be out in front. Now, me, on the other hand, I like being out there in the limelight. That's just my personality and who I am. And by us identifying that and working together with that, we've established the best of both worlds. And it works. And it's really, really working. But her thing in the past, even though she you know, dabbled in the martial arts uh, all the years we've been together, she was more, uh, when she worked at the hospital, in administrative areas. She understands that. And she's extremely good at it. Me, on the other hand, I'm the hyperactive ADD guy out front, you know, cheering and big cheerleader and motivator and empower and pushing people and kids and adults to be their very best, you know, like I do on the show here. 
And uh, right there in the studio, baby. Oh, it's so powerful. Yes! Having them achieve things they never thought they could achieve. Like recently we had one of our senior instructors who actually is our most senior instructor and moving on uh, to we're kind of moving him in the area of becoming a manager of the academy. Uh, Nathan Wilkening, big shout out to wonderful, wonderful Kilson M. Nathan Wilkening. He did what's called a scissor kick break, which is a uh, reverse round kick, otherwise known as a peach huggy, on, with one leg and then a side kick with the other leg at the same time. Bang! And broke two boards at the same time. And, you know, it was a goal he had and worked at it and worked at it and worked at it. And the truth be told, when we were doing it on board breaking night, he jumped up and he broke one board. Second time he jumped up, broke the second board, but not at the same time. And we're like, come on, baby, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. And he's pumping it up. And I said, relax, see it in your mind, see it in your mind, building it up, building it up. And the audience is clapping. I mean, we had a packed house too, baby, 200 and something people, and everybody's cheering and yelling. He took a big breath. He jumped up, bam, broke them both. And we're like, yes. And the energy in that place was so exciting and so electric and so powerful. Man, it felt good. It felt good. Did he just do that that one day? No. He had been practicing for, well, practicing that technique, oh my gosh, countless times, but he's been in martial arts since he was nine years old. He started with me when he was nine years old, and he's 23 now. So even though that was the culmination right there, that technique, he'd been practicing in private for years to kind of build up to that moment. Every great successful athlete you see on TV They've been practicing for years to be in that moment. So once again, you're rewarded in public for what you do in private. And it's tough. And here's the thing, once again, folks, and I say that a lot, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. <laughs> some people want to be in the spotlight and some people don't. Like I mentioned, my wife doesn't care to be in the spotlight, and it's, it's great because it's a good balance for us. But regardless, nothing happens overnight. Think about it. When you plant a seed in the ground, as much as we want, if you've ever done this with your, your kids, and if you haven't, I suggest you do it. You go to wherever, uh, a local like feed store or here in Edwardsville, we've got the market basket, and get some seeds. Go out and you're going to plant a little garden. Have them dig it up. Or even if you just want to put a little flower in the house. But I want you to plant it from the start. You plant it. You put the seed in. You put the soil over the top. You know how to do this. You water it. And what do the kids want? They want that baby sprouting right now. And we're all guilty of that. We want it right now. We want to go from the, the, uh, uh, the planting, planting stage right to the harvest. Boom, done. Kids are the same way. But us as adults, we become the same way too. We want it today. And in the society we live in, obviously, Amazon, you can have it in two days or less. <laughs> Boom, just order it. You don't have to leave the house. And movies... Well, before you had to wait, now you can just pay more for them and bang, they're right there at your fingertips. We've become an instantaneous society. Good or bad, it is what it is. But back to the planting the seeds. You plant those. And I promise you this, this is what your kids are going to do. They're going to put it in there, put the soil on top, water it, and they'll be standing there watching it, watching it, watching it. And you'll you'll say, hey, it's going to take a while, guys. It's going to take a while. They'll run away. And it depends on how old your kids are for this. But all kids are going to come back, and they're going to, hey, has it, has, it, has it happened yet? Has it happened yet? No. Okay, they'll run away, come back. Has it happened yet? No. And then, of course, they're going to be watching this baby. And the next day, there's a good chance nothing's going to have happened. The next day, eh, maybe, maybe not. It's going to take some time. 
You know, just speaking about this, it got me thinking, maybe the best thing for kids, because it's a little faster, is like those old Chia pets. I'm not even sure they sell those anymore. But if they do, uh, man, I may go out and see if I can find one today. Maybe like a dollar store or something, and then do this with my kids. <laughs> I've done it in the past, but I may have to do it again. But the Chia pets, you know, you you whatever you do, I forgot, you got them, and I think you just pour water on top of them, and they start growing each day. That'll grow a little faster than planting a seed. So um, my, my point of all this is all about waiting and being uh, um, patient and letting things develop and grow. There's a, a tree in Asia, and this tree, it's been said, takes five years to grow, but you've got to water it and nurture it and cultivate it every single day in order to get that. And then when it grows, it's one of the tallest trees in the world. So here's the question. Did that tree just suddenly after five years decide to grow? Or was it growing underground for five years? And then finally the roots were strong enough and deep enough and then bang, that baby shot up. Think about the foundation built here. If you weren't rewarded in public, you've got to plant those seeds. You've got to let those roots dig in deep and hard and solid before they come out. And then there's another saying, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity that never happens than have an opportunity that you haven't prepared for. Woo! How's that for a right hook? Bang! I know. And some people say, well, why in the world would I prepare all my life for this and never have the opportunity and it never happened and, you know, nothing ever becomes of it? Why in the world would I do that? I don't know. Why would you? How about this? Because if you prepare hard enough, you work hard enough, you believe enough in it, you have your why, why you're doing it, that opportunity will present itself. I don't know when. I, I oftentimes ask myself that question. During the bankruptcies, the house foreclosure, the car repossessions, the health issues. Uh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> I had every temptation in the world to give up on this dream, give up on this passion, to cash it in and say enough. And then I had more people throwing stuff on me saying, hey, when's it enough, man? How many times do you have to fail before you're finally going to quit, before you're finally going to wake up, before you're finally going to realize that this isn't for you, that you're not going to make this? That Richie, you're just going to be a worker your whole life. A worker bee. That's all you're ever going to be. Richie, you got to stop dreaming and get your head out of the clouds. Richie, when are you going to grow up? These are the things I heard. And man, after a while, I started to believe those things. Why? Why did I start to believe those things? Because I started to doubt myself. I stopped nurturing and cultivating my seeds that I've been planting and growing. I started listening to the naysayers. I started spending my time with, with people that were bringing me down and holding me down. I started spending my time away from where I should have been focusing. Away from continuing to cultivate and nurture what I knew I had inside me. So I got back to preparing for that opportunity. Working on that opportunity. And then wondering when that opportunity is going to hit. When I'm going to be given that opportunity. When, 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 when. And sometimes when you search so hard for the when, that you take your eyes off everything else that you forget about why you're even doing it. I know, that's crazy, isn't it, folks? It is. Well, I started doing these video blogs about five years ago now. Unbelievable, I cannot believe that. And the first few, man, they were not good. I'll tell you, I've often went back and looked at those. But it was a start. It was a start. And, I, and others will say, how do you do that? How do you do those video blogs? And I'll tell them. And then they'll start. And I'll see them do one, and then maybe another one. And they'll never do another one again. I'm like, hey, why, why'd you stop? Oh, they're terrible. Nobody liked them. 
Well, you, if you really want to do it, then you got to keep doing it. And I remember, boy, it was painful. Sometimes the only uh, I wouldn't I'd get one or two, if any, likes at all on some of my video blogs. <laughs> and then I'd get some negative comments like, why are you doing this? Like, you got any right to tell people how to live their life or tell anybody about this and that? Well, here's the deal. Everybody has something to learn from everybody. You do. You have a special gift that I don't have. And you have a million or more people that need to hear your message. It's just a matter of getting it out there. Everybody can help some help. Uh, everybody can help somebody, right? Everybody can help somebody. Yes. But somebody else to help somebody else to help somebody else because nobody has lived your life. No one has your experiences. You have gifts that no one else possesses that by sharing those gifts, you can help somebody else. That's the value. That's bringing it out. And that gets back to a quote Albert Einstein said, try not to become a person of success, but become a person of value. Yeah. Value is what you're leaving behind, who you're helping, who you're empowering, who you're motivating, who, what life you're impacting and touching for the future that's going to turn into something. And they're going to say, yeah, that's because of you, the value you created. That is success. Woo. How's that make you feel? Boom. Yes. Another right hook of reality. So once again, kind of circling back around to keep with the theme of things here, you're rewarded in public for what you do in private, all the things you do in private. So back to our, our, our plant or our tree example with the kids, it's going to take some time for that thing to grow. Now, if you get the chia pet, like I suggested, it's going to grow a little bit faster. And with kids' attention span nowadays, that's probably a good thing because after probably two or three days, I've not seen anything with the plant, they're probably going to give up. But you keep watering it and show them, you know, perseverance and battling through and patience how those things can manifest. And our martial arts friends out there, and we've got a huge following, audience there, you think about those virtues of martial arts. You walk in the first day, you know, tomorrow you don't get a black belt. Or at the end of class, you don't get a black belt. At least I hope not. <laughs> so to each their own. But uh, you, you want to earn it. Just like it takes a while for that tree to grow, you got to continue cultivating, nurturing it. Just like anything you're doing. You know, school. Kids have to go through 12 years of school to get out, right? And then in college, you know, you're an associate's degree. The standard is, what, two years. A bachelor's degree, standard is four years. It takes time in order to get those things done. If you are going into an apprenticeship, in whatever field that is, it doesn't happen in one day. Experience. Experience is gained through, well, I was taught, uh, it, it, it's a great example. We, um, uh, we, we had some work done at Old House, and the guys were on a bobcat. And um, I said, man, can I give that a shot? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. I got on the bobcat, and it was, it was, boy, oh, boy, with the handles and this and that, it's almost like I had two left feet attached to my arms, and I'm trying to work this bobcat. It was, <laughs> it was a little tough. And, uh, but the more I did it, I got better. And I remember the guy said to me, he goes, hey, man, don't, don't feel bad. I remember my first time on the bobcat. He says, what you need is more time in the seat. And I'm like, oh. Now, he said a bunch of other stuff after that, but that one hit me. Time in the seat. That's experience, right? Experience doing something you've, you know, and, and everything new is going to be uncomfortable at first, right? Because it's new. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the same thing. I got better and better at working that bobcat. I got a little cocky, man. I felt pretty good about it until I, <laughs> until I turned into a tree and I was like, oh, shoot. You know, sometimes getting, uh, uh, there's confidence and there's cockiness. Confidence is meaning, hey, I feel pretty good about it. I'm getting better and better. Cocky means, hey, I got this thing. Wham! Into a tree. So uh, I, I found out, I need to, Ooh, you know what? Need a little more time in the seat, right? And it's the same thing. That's that experience. That's that growth. That's building those roots, that foundation to, to uh, preparing for that opportunity. 
Now, you may say, what the heck does working a bobcat have to do with any opportunity you ever had? Well, the, the, the truth be told, uh, after that, I had uh, rented a bobcat several other times to do some work in the yard, and I got better at it. So instead of me hiring somebody else out to do it, I got a chance to do it. So that was an opportunity. But you know the opportunity I'm talking about. I'm talking about your opportunity in life to fulfill your God-given talents, to be the person you were born to be. And what is that talent? Only you know. Only you know. And you may say, well, I don't know. Here's a little test. Sit down for 10 minutes. And then uh, oh, I don't have 10 minutes. I'm just so busy. Bang, 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 doing this and that. Well, instead of getting on Facebook for your quote, quote, 10 minutes, which turns into an hour, sit down, turn your phone off, get a pen and a piece of paper, and start writing down the things you like to do. Yeah. And as Tony Robbins said, if you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life. I know that's hard. That's a right hook of reality right there. Bang! We can make excuses or we can find solutions to make our life better. It's, it's our choice. And inevitably, everything boils down to us. It's our choice, what we want to do. And I've had people on some of my uh, posts when I, I say things like this, they're like, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say, I'm blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know what? It is easy for me to say. It's not easy for me to do, but it's easy for me to say. Just as is is easy for you to critique and criticize and rip me and say it's easy for me to say. You can say it's easy. I can say it's easy. But it's not easy. But you can do it if you choose to do it. Or if you choose to critique, rip somebody, bring them down. That's a choice, man. And it's a choice if I t choose to listen to those people. If I would listen to all the people that told me to give up after the first bankruptcy, would I be where I'm at today? Now you may say, well, it would have saved you a second bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would have. <laughs> I guess it would have. But no, I fought through, battled back just to be crushed again with another failure, another bankruptcy. And man, that hurt. And of course, people are like, all right, is this enough? Finally, Richie, have you learned enough? Well, I guess not. In 2012, I quit my teaching job. I was stable, too. You know, I was a tenured teacher at 11 years in. I enjoyed it, but I knew I wanted to do more. I wanted to do more at the academy. I wanted to get out and give more speeches. I wanted to impact a bigger audience. So I quit my teaching job. Full benefits, everything, gone. I'll make it, I don't know, what, $48,000 a year, I guess. Gone. Because I knew I wanted to make more. So to go from making, you know, that to nothing and then really counting on my, <laughs> my poor wife, the sugar mama, to bring it all in. You don't think people think I lost my mind? Yeah. I didn't even bother. I, I let my mom know, but <laughs> she said, I haven't told your dad yet you quit your job. I'm like, mother, quit, quit hiding things from dad. What, what are you doing? She goes, well, I just don't know how he's going to react. Well, he reacted like, oh, Richie, what is your problem? Yeah, but that's, that's who my dad is. I love him for who he is. And why am I telling you this? Because if you're wanting to do something great, you're wanting to do something better, you're going to have to believe in yourself. But you're going to have to start working on it, uh, building the, or planting the seeds, cultivating the seeds, and working in private for what you want in public. Because people come in now and say, hey, man, you're just an overnight success. I said, well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for thinking I'm a success. I'm flattered. I'm honored. But the overnight, you know, I started martial arts back in 1980. I started the business in 1997. And prior to starting the business, I'd been talking about it for almost a decade <laughs> about starting a business. And finally, I pulled the trigger. So all those things were planting those seeds, developing those roots, making it happen. And here's the thing. And I, and I, I always, when people say this, I always, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about it, is if I can do it, you can do it. 
If I can do it, you can do it. I used to think, ah, oh, yeah, all right, I don't know. And I, and, 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 and I need to come up with a better phrase. But that's the most simplistic. And it's true. I'm not the... <laughs> I have chose to self-educate over the last five, six, seven years of just oh, planting positive seeds. I've always had the seeds there, but I'll tell you what, there were a lot of negative weeds in that garden, baby, that were suffocating a lot of those seeds. And that was self-doubt. That was surrounding myself with the wrong people. It was listening to the wrong advice. I still had my desire, but because I was having all these other influences, it took a heck of a lot longer to get to where I am today, where it could have been a heck of a lot quicker if I would have been around a better source of people. It could have been a lot quicker if I'd have cultivated and nurtured my garden more, the seeds that were already there, instead of allowing the weeds to suffocate those seeds. That's why I feel it's my purpose, my mission to empower people to believe in themselves, but through my struggles, through my hardships, through my poor choices and everything I've done in the past that have limited my success, then I want to save you time from doing that. And we started the show off talking about time, how you spend your time. If you waste, and that's all it is, waste your time looking at garbage on social media, arguing with somebody on social media, that's not preparing yourself in private to be rewarded in public. That's not preparing yourself in private for the opportunity to be ready for that opportunity when that opportunity strikes or when that opportunity comes to strike at it, to make it happen. If you're wasting your time, you're never getting that time back. How many times you ran into old friends and they'll you know, say, hey, how's things going? Oh, oh, about the same, you know, getting by day by day, just, uh, you know, drugging along, working for this job. And, and you may think, here, here, here's where it comes. And here's where I catch myself. You say, oh, I know. Tell me about it. The day in and day out grind. Oh, man. And, and this, uh, this economy, oh, gosh. And this world's going to hell in a handbasket. And can you believe what happened here? And oh, my gosh. And you start down that negative train. And what does that do? What does your mind do? It rewards you for that by giving you what? More negative garbage. Yeah. It says, hey, Rich wants to talk about some negative stuff here. Let's help him out. Yeah, baby. (laughs) And so now that time, think about how much more time you spend on that. How much more time now you've got to dig up more garbage on social media because you got to feed that, that craving. It's like an addiction. Yeah. That time is gone now gone. Goodbye. You're never getting it back. So now, running to somebody I haven't seen, hey, how's things going? That's me. Oh, about the same, dragging along. I said, well, man, you look good. You're healthy. I'm happy for you. How was the child? You kids now? Really? All right. I try and immediately bring them out of that negative state. Now, if I can see it's going nowhere and I've done what I can do, I'm going to move on. Hey, you know what? It was great seeing you. I hope things go well. I will, you know, hope to see you soon. Bang. Out. Gone. Don't let them drag you down negative town because if you do, you are now wasting time, not only that time with them, but the time that's going to be ahead of you that your mind is going to be constantly thinking of all the negative. Trust me, it happens. I've got to catch myself. I've shared with you before, you know, uh, it just (laughs) ice skating with Emmett and a couple ladies were tying skates for their, their, their kids. And one lady said to another, hey, how's your day? Oh, it's been one of those days, let me tell you. And then she started going down negative town, talking about how she was almost ran out of gas. And then this guy in front of her was such a jerk. And then I can't believe it. And then let me tell you this. So this lady finished speaking. And then the next lady says, oh, you think your day is bad? Well, let me tell you about my day. So what are they doing? 
<laughs> they're, they're going back and forth seeing who's got the biggest pity party, right? Yeah. Now, what happens in my mind? This is what happens. I think, oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you, ladies, you have no idea. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe I thought that. Well, sometimes we can't control our thoughts because they're there and all the weeds that have been there for years. But what did I do? Boom. I caught myself. I kind of got an argument with myself right there. I got a little fight going on in my mind. It's just like, get out of here, negative town. You're not going down there. Yes, I am because I want to go be negative. And the other side's, no, we're not doing it. We're better than that. <laughs> so I got a little battle going on in my mind. But I won that battle. I didn't. I didn't. When they finished talking, I just simply said, hey, ladies, good to see you. I hope all's going great. And, and uh, good to see you back on the ice again. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a fantastic day. Now, I probably left and they're like, what the heck's up with that guy? He's a freak. Doesn't he have any problems? I told you. I was so close to saying and engaging in their battle of pity, right? Their pity party battle. And said, yeah, well, I'm going to win this battle. What kind of battle am I winning? But by doing that, by doing that, I saved and savored that time. And what did my mind do? It said, hey, Rich is not going down negative town. Rich wants more things to be happy about, more grateful to be about, more positive to be about. Let's give him some more things. So then what do I do? I turn over and look at my little buddy Emmett, who is who I was there for in the first place, and look at him smile. I said, Dad, thank you. I had a great time. Thanks for bringing me. Now, if I would have went down pity party town, negative, he would have never said that or I would have missed it because I was too focused on me and my own self-pity. But by doing that, I look up at his smile and beautiful face, <laughs> melted my heart, and he says, Dad, thank you. You know, thanks for bringing me. I had a great time. And I'm like, buddy, I love you. And I gave him a kiss, and he gave me a kiss, and and and, and uh, you know, and that that was, it was there. And I would have freaking lost that. And I'm getting excited. Yes, <laughs> I would have lost that moment, right? I would have, I would have lost that if I'd engaged in that pity party. So I say that to you folks. If you're spending your time once again on negative blah, you are missing a golden opportunity that's right there. And when I say opportunity, it could be your opportunity for your next big, you know, success in life, or it could be just a little opportunity to spend that extra time with your kids, to see their smiling face, to see their beautiful face, just to engage with them, to talk to them and say, hey, how was your day? Fine, fine. Okay, good. No, talk to them, plant those seeds, let them know you care. Wow. That good stuff. Man, I'm dancing around the studio here. I love this. And I love you guys for taking the time to be with me. I, I, I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. I come here and do the, these podcasts. The, the, this is <laughs> the highlight of my Friday. I love this. I really do. And what I'm gonna, um, and I record on Fridays. They air on Mondays. And then, like I said, we've got little quick hitters that will be popping out at you starting next Friday. But uh, I talk about time and, and, and the value of time and the fact that you spent the last 40-something minutes listening to me, being with me, that means the world to me because I know you have a choice. I know you have a choice what you do with your time. My goal is to give you the very best, to pour my heart out here on the radio, to give you everything I've got to help you make better choices than maybe I made. Learn from my failures, but also learn from my successes so I can expedite your success, your value, your respect, your knowledge, your power, your wisdom to help you become your very best, to help you live your best kick in life. And that's the whole essence of the show. That's why we call it kick in life. Because when life kicks your butt, like we know it's going to, I'm here to empower you, 
inspire you, motivate you, and kick you back up to help you live that best kick in life. All right, folks. Well, wow. Ooh, I, I could go for another hour here, but I'm sure you're probably getting okay, Master Grogan. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Well, as always, make sure you share this with friends, family, anybody that you know could benefit from this message because that's how we're going to continue building our tribe, building our community, making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And folks, wouldn't that be better for everybody? People happier, they're smiling more, they're kinder. Yeah, they're healthier, they feel better about themselves. And I'm talking the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the emotional health. Wouldn't that make our society better? Yeah, it would. Smile a little bit more. Spend more time with your kids. Focus your time on what's important. Plant the seeds in private. Work hard for when that opportunity does come that you're rewarded in public. So in closing, I had a fabulous time at the PGA Tour Championship. Fabulous, fabulous time. Just seeing all these wonderful athletes, all these wonderful people and everything else out there. It was fantastic. But once again, how I got that opportunity was some of the things that were in the past. And if I can do it, as I always say, you can do it as well. All right, folks, until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.